0: I'm Ruthie Fearberg and this is Why We Theater. The podcast that digs into the on-stage works we love to make the off-stage change we need. After all, that is why we theater. Happy November everyone. Last week we were lucky enough to have Matt Gould and Griffin Matthews on the pod to talk about their documentary musical Witness Uganda. Some of you may have seen this show in an earlier form when it debuted off-Broadway at second stage under the name Invisible Thread. It has since returned to its original name and has also undergone many changes, but the core message remains constant. Hopefully, you listened to our panel discussion last week, which also included experts Afam Onyema and Ana Jimenez-Bautista, but in case you didn't. Witness Uganda is based on Griffin Matthews' real-life aid trip to Uganda. The musical calls into question what it means to actually help people, especially when you come from a place of privilege and go to a place of lesser privilege, like coming from the U.S. and going to Uganda. Anna, in her work at Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health, introduced us last week to the strengths model, which means you don't drop into a location and take over and save the day. Instead, you provide support based on what's already happening on the ground. You look to locals and enhance their strengths via extra hands or extra finances or additional expertise. But the key is that the visitors follow the lead of the natives on the ground. Thinking about the strengths model, ABC's medical drama, The Good Doctor, came to mind. At the end of season four, the doctors traveled on a medical mission to Guatemala. I absolutely love The Good Doctor. The show is currently in season five, so if you've never seen it, there aren't too many seasons to catch up on, and you can watch it on ABC or on Hulu. But the premise... Dr. Sean Murphy is a young intern at St. Bonaventure Hospital in San Jose, California, and while I am generally keen on medical dramas, especially ones about young interns learning the ropes from experienced mentors, the good doctor is special. Dr. Sean Murphy happens to be on the autism spectrum, and the entire show really is an exploration of what it means to be different from those who have come before you and those currently around you. So... Really, the show is an examination of the strengths model on the whole. But at the end of season four specifically, the series portrays a more explicit example of this strengths model. In episode 19, Dr. Mateo Rendon tells the visiting physicians in Guatemala, we want surgeries we can do, but the locals couldn't. Surgeries that don't need a lot of aftercare. In other words, We need to play to the added expertise of this group of American doctors while balancing the realities of the local resources once those doctors leave. Throughout episodes 19 and 20, which were the final two of season four, it was really beautiful to watch the American surgeons collaborate with the Guatemalan doctors and nurses. The Guatemalan staff translated for patients, of course, but also made suggestions based on what had worked in their clinic before. At one point, for example, Sean asks for TPA. It's an abbreviation for Tissue Plasminogen Activator. It's an IV medicine that can dissolve a stroke. But as soon as Sean asks for a TPA, he realizes the clinic obviously doesn't have it. His Guatemalan counterpart suggests a local snake venom that can accomplish the same result. At another point, when Sean wants to run an EKG and other sophisticated tests... The local doctor demonstrates a low-tech alternative diagnostic process. The two groups learn from each other to the benefit of their patients overall. And there was no ego, none of this, I'm the American doctor, I have more knowledge and better training. No. There was mutual respect. And sure, the American doctors had different training that allowed them to do some more complicated procedures. That's why they were there but the Guatemalan Doctors and their resourcefulness proved equally valuable. You don't have to watch all of The Good Doctor to appreciate what we see in season four, though I highly recommend you do. You'll fall in love with Sean and his mentor, Dr. Glassman, played by the incomparable Richard Schiff. Hello, West Wing fans out there. Their relationship is honestly unlike any I've seen, and Freddie Highmore as Sean is just a superb actor, I'm also a sucker for Nicholas Gonzalez's Dr. Neil Melendez. Incredible. I love Christina Chang's badassness as Dr. Audrey Lim. There's just a lot to love. A friend once described it to me as Grey's Anatomy Light, which it kind of is in moments, but I truly love it all on its own. We'll be right back. Outside of the strengths model and the good doctor, one of the takeaways from last week's episode was the need for travel in general. Griffin emphasized the cultural education that comes from traveling and also alluded to the idea that international travel eliminates exceptionalism. And he's not the only one with that philosophy. Travel mogul Rick Steves is famous for it. If you've never heard of Rick Steves, oh my goodness, You must download his app and use his audio guides for any travel that you do. His guides for the Colosseum, in particular in Rome, as well as the Agora in Athens, was invaluable. He has this way of bringing these monuments to life. It's like as he talks, I can see the ghosts of actual Romans or Athenians bustling around the streets. It's like a holographic time machine in your brain. He's the host of numerous travel shows, the author of travel books and guides, the creator of the travel company that brings tens of thousands of Americans around the world each year. Rick Steves likes to say that travel, quote, wallops your ethnocentricity, carbonates your experience, rearranges your cultural furniture. Sam Anderson published a profile of Rick Steves for the New York Times Magazine in 2019 called Rick Steves Wants to Set You Free. We'll include a link to the article in the show notes. In the article, Anderson says, Like sealed windows on a hot day, a nation's borders can be stultifying. Steve's wants to crack them open to let humanity's breezes circulate. He continues, If you have never had a passport, if you are afraid of the world, if your family would prefer to vacation exclusively at Walt Disney World— If you worry that foreigners are rude and predatory and prone to violence, or at least that their food will give you diarrhea, then Steve wants you, especially you, to go to Europe. Then he wants you to go beyond. For a majority of his audience, Steve says, Europe is the waiting pool for world exploration. Rick Steves wants us to travel because it's fun, yes, but also because he believes it might actually save the world. And here's the connection to Witness Uganda. Anderson wrote, Steve's made travel seem less like a luxury than a necessary exploration for the self, a civic responsibility, a basic courtesy to your fellow humans. All of this resonates with our discussion from last week. And as Griffin and Matt encouraged, don't just go to Italy for culture. Go to Africa for culture. Go sit in a cafe in Uganda or Nigeria or Kenya and let the world pass by. One last quote from Anderson's article. Good travel teaching, in Steve's eyes, is inherently political. To stay in a family-owned hotel in Bulgaria is to strengthen global democracy. To pack light is to break the iron logic of consumerism. To ride a train across Europe is to challenge the fossil fuel industry travel to steves is not some frivolous luxury it is an engine for improving humankind for connecting people and removing their prejudices for knocking distant cultures together to make unlikely sparks of joy and insight I hope you'll read the profile on Rick Steves and make plans to travel and travel safely. I hope you'll check out The Good Doctor and see what travel did for them and look at the strengths model in action. Most of all, I hope you'll listen to last week's full episode for all the juicy details about Witness Uganda and advice from our experts. After all, unlikely sparks of joy and insight is also why we theater. Why We Theatre is a product of the Broadway Podcast Network. It's edited and mixed by Derek Gunther. If you like the show, subscribe at bpn.fm slash wwt or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends. Our theme music is by Benjamin Velez. Why We Theatre is recorded in part on the traditional lands of the Wappinger and Lenape peoples. I acknowledge this land was unjustly taken from them and pay my respect to elders both past and present. Special thanks to Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Lee Silverman, Patrick Taylor, Tony Montaneri, Wesley Birdsall, Elena Mayer, and Suzanne Chipkin. For more resources for change, info about our guests, and more, visit us at whywetheater.com.